guys, it's Brooke Eagle, and we are back with another episode of the Forsyth Mags podcast. And today I have Dr. Ashley Rickey and Philip Moore with Novant Health Vein Specialists. Hey guys. How are you? Hey. Thank y'all for coming on today to talk with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's our first podcast. Your first podcast ever? That's awesome. <laughs> well, we're glad we can be the, the first experience for you. Um, I just want to kind of kick things off and get y'all to introduce yourselves and give us a quick little bio. Um, we'll start with Dr. Ricky. Okay. Well, my name is Ashley Ricky. Um, I've been with uh, Novant um, Health Vein Specialist for about three years now after I finished my fellowship at Wake Forest um, in vascular surgery. And then prior to that, I was in Charleston at uh, the Medical University of South Carolina for my general surgery training in medical school, um, and I'm from South Carolina originally, but I've been in Winston-Salem for about uh, five years now, and we like it here, um, and so things are going well. Good. Yeah. I love Winston. It's a good spot. It is. It's Glad you city. like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm Philip Moore. I'm one of the vascular surgeons. I fell in love with Winston-Salem when I came here in 1994. I came here for college and went to Wake, and then Every step of the way, I found a reason not to leave. So I went to medical school here. I did my surgical training, my fellowship, and then I joined uh, Novant 10 years ago. This is my 10-year anniversary. It's starting to make me feel older now. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I started here 10 years ago um, and have been here ever since. My wife is from Wilkesboro, and so we're, we're planted here now. Um, but... Uh, it's a good place to be planted. I, I, I tell you what, it, with with all the things in the world, I think a great place to be right now is Winston-Salem. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yep. So tell us a little bit about Novant Health Vein Specialist, what you guys do. The name says it a little bit, obviously, but um, just a little more in-depth about who your patients are. Fair enough. You want to start? You want me to start? We're, so we're vascular surgeons. Mm -hmm. So we operate on blood vessels. So not just veins, but arteries. So if you looked us up, you can also find us as Novant Health Vascular Specialists. Um, and so we, we operate on arteries and veins. Uh, but one of the things, and especially what we're here to talk about today, are, are, are veins. Um, and it's something that probably neither one of us thought we would do a lot of when we first imagined ourselves becoming vascular surgeons. We thought we'd be fixing aneurysms and fixing carotid arteries, and we do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have developed, uh, kind of under the tutelage of some of our older partners, the ability to fix veins as well. Okay. Um, and it's a different patient population. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but it's nice. It's a part of our practice we get to do in the office. Um, so most of our procedures we do in the office um, mm -hmm. and see patients and are able to offer a wide range of treatments um, there. Yeah, it's I, it's part of the practice that I kind of enjoy in the sense that a lot of our arterial patients are older. Mm -hmm. They're diabetic. They're, they have a lot of medical problems. My vein day is the day that I come in and I might see a 27-year-old healthy guy or girl mm -hmm. who, you know, has developed a varicose vein or leg swelling or spider veins or something uh, in that realm. And so it's it's a little bit different because we do our, our patient population, but it can be anybody. Don't get me wrong. We see older patients, younger patients. Vein disease is really quite common. In fact, I would 
hesitate to say it's not one of the more common medical problems in the world. Huh. It's just not necessarily something everybody talks about or thinks that it's really a medical problem. It's just, you know, historically people have said it's, you know, that's a cosmetic problem. Just leave it alone. And it kind yeah. of got swept under the rug for years. And now I think people are recognizing it more as a legit medical problem that actually has things people can fix. Yeah. I think we see a lot of patients who have veins that have been painful and bothering them for years, but they just never sought treatment for it until their primary care doctor or a friend or someone else has, has referred them mm-hmm. um, and told them that, hey, that's something that we can actually help with. Yeah. Well, specifically, I don't, I'm not super informed about, about vein stuff, but like spider veins is a common one everybody kind of is aware of. And it's not, is it necessarily, it's not that it's necessarily painful, but it is something that's fixable and, um, I'm sure y'all see a lot of that. Yeah, I, I think that's a super common thing. Yeah. I mean, I'll even admit that I'm in my mid-40s and I'm starting to find them on myself. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that anybody can get over time. And yes, and some people, they can be mildly symptomatic. They can itch. Occasionally, mm-hmm. somebody may hit one and they bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we have some, some techniques to try and make them go away or lighten them up and make them less obvious. By far and away, it's more of a cosmetic issue, I think, for most yeah. people. Is there a cause of, of spider veins? Or I heard like a myth before that, or I don't know if it's a myth, that standing up too much can cause spider veins. <laughs> Is that a myth? <laughs> so I think a lot of... Um, or being on your feet for too many hours a day. Yeah, so I think some of the more common occupations we see that people who develop spider veins or varicose veins are people like teachers, hairdressers, people who work in factories on concrete floors that stand a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we give our prescriptions to com- for compression stockings to everybody. And so kind of those people, nurses at the hospital, um, people like that should wear compression stockings to try to prevent um, some of that from forming. But yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a, a predisposing yeah, factor. It's not a myth. It's yeah. a real thing. I mean, yeah. gravity is is the issue. Your veins, their job is to take blood from your feet and legs back up to your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you're laying down or hanging upside down, which we don't do that often, <laughs> you know, they have to work against gravity. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's hard for them. And, and for that reason, over time, they weaken, they don't work that well, and then sometimes blood will start to pull in your legs. And one of the manifestations is spider veins. Mm. Now, it can also, you know, other, other things that that turns into, varicose veins. So those are just much bigger versions of spider veins. Yeah. Anyway, big, ropey, green things that hang off the side of people's legs. That Those can become quite painful and, and yeah. uncomfortable. Um, people sometimes, you may not have any of those things, but they just have leg swelling. Mm. Uh, which can be quite uncomfortable. It can be unsightly, but but it can lead to some problems down the road, like ulcers and skin changes. So there are some real actual medical problems that, like I said, I think kind of got swept under the rug for years and years and years. And How about Schomburg disease or Schomburg or however you say it? Basically when your skin rusts. So... People like can get this. like, yeah, you can get sort of a darkened <laughs> look to your skin. Um, and one of the main causes of that, so if you have kind of chronic swelling or fluid or blood accumulates in your legs over time, some of those blood products will break down. One of the things that's in blood is iron. Mm. And so you get an iron deposition in your skin, and then you get that darkened color. And, you know, the only, there's probably not, I don't know of a way to reverse it, you know, there isn't a 
bleach or a, <laughs> you know, anything like that to, to lighten it blood. up. <laughs> but, you know, what we would normally tell people, I think Ashley would agree, is that by trying to control swelling, we can maybe keep it from getting worse over mm. time. Um, and so that's another kind of example of the this darkened skin that people get when they have chronic vein problems. Hmm. So, yeah, other, you mentioned compression socks. Are there other kind of tips that y'all would have to avoid having vein issues? Um, yeah, I think compression stockings are the number one um, recommendation, and even just over-the-counter ones are, are better than nothing, uh, If you, especially if you know you're going to be sitting or standing for long periods of time or have mm-hmm. a job where you're up on your feet a lot and you're prone to that. Um, traveling, if you're traveling a lot, to try to stop and walk around, things like that. Um, and if, if you do have, get swelling at the end of the day, elevation of your legs is the other thing that can help with that a lot, um, just keeping your feet propped up as much as you can. Again, it's the gravity thing. Um, as much as you can get gravity to not work against you. Yeah. So hang upside down for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) The inversion table. (laughs) You know, and then we, I mean, there are, you know, surgical procedures that, you know, as vascular surgeons that we we do to people when appropriate to Mm -hmm. try and minimize some of this. I always tell people, my my nurses hear me say the same jokes and same one-liners patient after patient (laughs) after patient. But, you know, we're never going to make you, 18 years old again and sure. anybody who says i can make you look and feel 18 years old that's again, that's a little unrealistic you know it's, <laughs> it's probably pushing you something but um you know there are surgical procedures for some of the deeper vein problems that are available now again not everybody's appropriate if you have bad symptoms from your vein problems often your insurance company will cover it however mm. there's a process you have to go through yeah you know, the insurance companies are not interested in paying for cosmetic procedures appropriately. That's that's not why they're there. Um, but there are plenty of indications for vein procedures uh, that can often get paid for by your insurance company. You just, you have to go through a process with us. Sure. And that's what sure. we usually talk about and start when you see us for the first time. We've talked about most of those things, compression hose, elevation, exercise. There's all these things that, you know, we should all do. Um, especially if you have a vein problem. But then oh, along the way, we start to get ultrasounds and studies mm. that help us determine, you know, is there something else that we can do to, to make your varicose vein better or to make you have less swelling or to slow down the progression of your skin changes? Yeah. Um, so we yeah. have some other things that we can do, obviously, than just prescribe compression hose. Although I can tell you that I always tell people, if there's one thing you do, if you're going to listen to one thing I say, this whole thing, it's get some good compression hose and wear them. Yeah. Um, but we have some other tricks that we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you guys, you can kind of answer separately, but what made y'all choose this field to go into? Uh, I think it was, for me, the variety of diseases that we get to treat. So vein stuff is part of our practice. And then, like Phil mentioned earlier, um, we also get to fix aneurysms and carotid artery stenosis and, and surgical procedures that we do in the hospital and in the operating room. So mm-hmm. um, it's never a boring day. There's always you walk in and you get a variety of different things. And every day at the hospital or at the office looks very different. Um, so I think that that's part of what I liked about it. Yeah. And I'd say the same thing. I, When I went into this, I at some point in your medical career and medical school, you start to figure out, you know, what do you want to do? And at some point I figured, okay, well, I like surgery. 
So I, I went and eventually I couldn't figure out exactly what. So I did a general surgery residency, which is a very broad thing. You come out five years later, you're a general surgeon. And that means certain things, but it also gives you the ability to springboard and do other things. And I, I looked at transplant surgery and pediatric surgery and all these different things. And eventually I realized that vascular surgery, it did. It allowed you to do a lot of different stuff. You know, mm-hmm. We operate in all parts of the body except within the skull. And we don't operate on the heart. Um, but other than that, we're in all parts of the body. But aneurysms, I guess I always feel like aneurysms are in your brain. Is that not? So they are. But yeah. they're also in lots of other places. Oh. The most common place for an aneurysm is your abdominal aorta. So that's the biggest huh. blood vessel you got. It's in your belly. And that's the most common place that we find aneurysms. And so we fix those. Now, yes, you're absolutely right. If you get an aneurysm in your brain, one of the neurosurgeons or neurointerventional radiologists would be the ones to deal with that. So, you know, one day we're in the office, you know, treating a 34-year-old lady who just had two kids and her varicose veins got worse and we're going to make her feel better. And the next day, you know, we've got an 82-year-old person with a big aneurysm that we're fixing. So we have a lot of variety. Um, It doesn't get boring for sure. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Although sometimes you wish it would get boring. (laughs) But yeah, so how have things been? Um, I guess for you guys, since you guys probably do elective and non elective surgeries, you've still been pretty busy throughout all of this COVID mess, I would imagine. Yeah, our, our practice changed a little while for a few months there while we, everyone was sort of shut down trying to, you know, stay at home more than we are now a little bit. Um, but now we're sort of back and, and seeing vein patients and doing elective things more. Um, we did stay busy because of kind of the urgent, emergent things we see also. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does, it looks different. Um, the process of the office, we have people wait in their cars outside and minimize kind of contact with other people. And sure. everyone wears masks and you know, hand washing and all of the things that we should be doing anyway that we're just, everyone's just more diligent about. And, yep. um, and so we're trying to find a new normal. Yeah. Aren't, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, it's hard to know how long this will last. Yeah. You know, I, I do think we have to get used to the way of doing things. And maybe one day we'll get back to what it looked like. But it, yeah. I don't see that being in the next month or two. Oh, for sure. Well, and I agree. Things like washing your hands um, are basic things that should have been more protocol before anyway. So that's a silver lining in it that at least we're all washing our hands more. You know, one thing I find interesting is I worry that the handshake is going to disappear. When I go in to see a patient, and hugs, I hadn't even thought about hugs. (laughs) And I I say this because when I'm at work, I'd go introduce myself to new patients and their families. It was always a handshake. Mm -hmm. And now it's a elbow bump and, yeah. and most people giggle and they're cool with it every once in a while somebody wants to shake your hand you know yeah. and it's an old school sign of respect and it's going to exactly. be interesting to see where that lands yeah. with all of this because it's a you know some people now consider it disrespectful because are you trying to get me sick while others say hey you know this it's is disrespectful what we, to not yeah right. it's, oh, it's, it's, it's that not feed or something yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. There's there's lots of other stuff out there, but it, I find that to be I, – I, in 10 years, what is the handshake going to be? Yeah. You know, who knows? I know. That's I'm not, I haven't really thought about Weird. that long term, but that is that is true because that's it, it is a sign of respect. I find myself often wanting to do that and having to, you know, pull your hand back. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's something that you, um, you guys want – our listeners to know about about your practice that they may not be aware of and how can they get in touch with you also 
<laughs> we have yeah. to look it up, make sure we yeah, give you all the right sure information. Yeah, make sure the numbers are right here. We so don't know all our own phone numbers. Our, our um, website, which you can go to online, is SalemVeins.com. And then um, through that website, you there is a link where you can click and make an appointment um, to see us. Or there's a number to call, which is 336-245-4890 um, for a consultation with us. Awesome. The other thing, too, which I guess we haven't mentioned, is we do actually offer free vein screenings mm. once or twice a month. Twice a month. Yep. Um, and, and that's a way for people who just aren't sure. They're kind of yeah. afraid. Like, I don't know if this is really worth the time to make a doctor's appointment. I don't want to be embarrassed by asking a dump. We actually have a couple of our PAs who will see people for free. It's just a quick five-minute thing, yeah. but you can come in for free. You make an appointment. They're scheduled on certain days. And, you know, you pull your pant leg up and show us what's wrong, and, and they can either say, yeah, you know, that's a problem. You know, here's some things we can do, and they actually can start the process. They can prescribe compression hose. I mean, it's not a thorough ultrasound examination or yeah. anything, but it's a quick chance for people to say, is this a legit problem and can you help with it? And if so, then we put them on the path to, yeah. to making an appointment or getting an ultrasound. Well, or and it, it could be do. a way for somebody who really does have a pretty serious problem and they don't think it's serious to, yeah. to be told that, you know, you do need to get this taken care of. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a, I, I think it's a pretty neat thing that we do. And, and we're lucky to have uh, a couple of PAs, Keith Bond and Gene Goff, who do it. And, and they're happy to see people. And, they, they, I know they end up talking to people about all kinds of medical problems that aren't yeah. really just veins. You know, you offer a free screening and, and people come. And it's yeah. not always exactly what it was meant to be, but that's all right. Sure. Um, so that that's probably another thing. So if you have any interest in that, if you called the office. So those are, you said, that. twice a month, typically? Twice a month. Um, yep. I think one's a morning time and one's an afternoon time. But if, okay. you, if you call the office, they'll let you know the schedule and, and get you set up for a time that works. That's super helpful and kind of makes it less intimidating because you do, I've, I know like if it was me or if it, you know, you would might feel dumb for making a big appointment if it's not that big of a deal. So right. that's right. kind of a right. less intimidating way to get your yep. foot yeah. in the door. And it's, yep. and, I mean, in the day of having an insurance policy where to go see a specialist, you may have a 50 or $100 copay only yeah. to have somebody say, what is that? No, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's an expensive don't worry about it. Mm, exactly. Um, so, so this it's it's a way for people to to pop in and just sort of get a quick idea. Sure, I love that. Well, we have a couple minutes left, and I want to do some of our fun lightning round questions before I let y'all leave and end your first podcast experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is your favorite junk food? Uh, chocolate. Okay, dark Cho chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, dark chocolate. Healthy-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Healthy junk food in moderation. Now, yeah. yeah, I, I, I would say probably mine are peanut butter M&Ms. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Somebody else said that today. The exact same thing. <laughs> They're my favorite. I need to go try those. Is it like um, Reese's Pieces but different? It can be Reese's Pieces or the peanut butter M&Ms. Do they taste similar? Yeah. <laughs> But they must be good if you're the second person that said that. Okay, how many hours of sleep do you need? Need, not get, but how many do you need to be a functioning, happy human being? <laughs> um, Probably six. Okay. I would say five. There you I go. think eight, I'm a zombie. 
That's too much for you. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had eight hours of sleep in 20 years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's what a surgical residency does. To Oof. Yes, yeah. You <laughs> get, Better you than me. You get conditioned to not sleep much. You get used to it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, on a scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? According to me or according to my husband? <laughs> you can do both. <laughs> according to you and then according to others. Well, I haven't gotten a wreck or a ticket in a long, long time, so I don't know. So you're good at flying Eight. under the radar. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty no. good. Yeah. Me also being said, I bet she's a 10. I'm, I'm 100% certain modest. that her driving is probably a 10. I would say I'm a 9.5. I mean, I've, I, as I've gotten older, I will say maybe I wasn't always a 9.5. But yeah. as I've gotten older and now I have a 14-year-old daughter getting ready to get a learner's permit. Ooh, yeah. Like, thinking about how different it was for me then and how safe I am now, I'm, yeah. I would say now I'm a 9.5. That's a whole new perspective. I don't have kids, but when you have... A kid who's about to be on the road, and then he starts to worry, not even about her driving, but just about the other, everyone else that, is driving. That, and <laughs> yeah. I think that is the trick. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. really what makes a good driver is someone who really you're sitting there anticipating whatever. You're aware of everyone else. Yeah. yeah. My dad always taught me that too. Always be checking all your mirrors. <laughs> okay, last one. What does a person need to be happy? Deep question. Patience. No. Good one. True. I would just say a good group of family and friends. Yeah. Uh, good support system. And I'm, I'm lucky to have all that. And and one of the things about our group that's pretty neat that's you'd never know because if you come in, you're not going to see all of us, is that we're all actually pretty close friends. Oh, that's it, great. It's, it's, it's a unique thing. Uh, a lot of us train together, not everybody, but mm-hmm. um, that I feel lucky that when I go to work, I enjoy you love running it. into Ashley Ricky. Like, it's going to yeah. be a highlight of my day is we're yeah. going <laughs> to have five minutes to joke around. Well, so. and I guarantee that ups the just general morale of your practice if the fact that you guys are close. Yeah. yeah, we're lucky. And then within that, our nurses and our staff, and it, it is a nice place to be. And yeah. I think hopefully if you come as a patient, you'll see that. But we're incredibly lucky in our office and in our hospital setting to have really good people that we work with. So That's awesome. you know, that, that, that helps make me happy, too. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep, it is a fun place to, to go. How many doctors work. do you all have at your practice? There's a group of six of us. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you guys are all tight. That's that's yeah. good to hear. No, we we we. I like our group. I think. Yeah. I think others will enjoy it too. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys for coming on and chatting with us and having your your first podcast experience. And um, can you tell? Do you have it pulled up? Can you tell us one more time how to get in touch with you guys? Yes, again. <laughs> so the website to go to is Salem Veins. That's S A L E M V E I N S dot com. And the number to call is 336-245-4890. And that you can make an appointment or um, just come see us for a free screening. Yeah, twice a month they offer the free screenings. I love that. I think that's a great thing to offer to our community. Well, thank you all again. And you can um, find Forsyth Mags on Instagram and Facebook. um, And, of course, websites too, ForsythWoman.com, ForsythFamilyMagazine.com, at Forsyth Mags on Instagram. And I think that wraps it up. We'll see you next time. All right. Well, thank you very much for for having us. us. Yeah. The views and opinions stated on this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of Forsyth Magazines Incorporated. Ooh, that's a mouthful.